Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Hello and welcome back to the Atomic Geeks podcast. My name is Michael DiGiovanni. I'm sitting live in Finn McCool's right outside of the Toronto Metro Convention Center. Uh, and today I'm drinking a big old pint of Erdinger. Let's see who else is sitting around this table with me. Hello, Michael. It's Andrew Bloom, and I've got a mostly filled pint of Hogarten. Tastes really good, even though it's cloudy and giant. Oh, hello, Internet. It's Christian from the town of Oakville, sitting in Toronto. And they didn't have any old Milwaukee on tap, so I'm settling for Alexander Keats' Pale Hill. Don't get paler than this. This is uh, the Atomic Geeks Fan Expo Day 2. So, gentlemen, before we get started, uh, cheers. Thank you. Thank you. So, we've just walked out of the show uh, for, for Day 2. Last Yesterday uh, was just Andrew and myself. Today we're joined by Christian Nielsen. So, guys, uh, I'll start with you, Christian. Thoughts? What did you, what, what did you think of Fan Expo? Well, I heard I heard your guys' report of day one, and needless to say, you weren't kidding. That place was friggin' packed full of people for crying out loud. I mean, I, I've been to busy cons before, but I think that's probably the busiest I have ever been. To. Do you think because it is it a small venue or is it just so many effing people? I don't know if it's a small. I, I thought that. I thought maybe they should use a bigger venue, but. That place, they do the friggin' auto show, for crying out loud, you know? I mean, it was a friggin' rat trap of friggin' anime jerks and friggin' costume people. Well, which you expect at a comic convention, hopefully. <laughs> I, I thought he was talking about the car show. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of weird. No, you know, we talked about this uh, yesterday, but I mean, I'll echo that. It's the, the layout is a little strange for Fan Expo. I mean, we've I've been to uh, Wizard World, which was in Chicago, and then a couple other ones. This is a big space, but I just feel like uh, the layout is almost, it's creating pockets of people everywhere like yeah. it's kind of hard to surf your way through this shit yeah, we covered our the busyness yesterday quite a bit we talked about it now we we gave our take on the booths and everything like that christian did you see anything there that you were like "Ooh, this is awesome or vice versa terrible well uh i don't think there if there's if i found anything well, there's a lot of awesome things there. There are a lot of awesome things to buy, to see, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if there's one thing in particular about this, this friggin' con that really taught me something was that there's a, a large segment of geek mania or whatever that I am totally out of touch with, and that's an anime stuff. There are people dressed up in costumes that I didn't know what the fuck they were, kind of like cosmic sailors with big swords, guys dressed as girls, I mean... There were the gone are the days when you can go to these things and recognize everybody and go, hey, look, Power Girl, Superman, Batman, and now you look and go, I'm out of touch. Well, what would you say? I mean, we were at this thing two days. Christian was there one. The actual percentage of cosplay that was superhero was maybe ten or twenty percent tops. It was barely. Yeah, twenty percent would be uh, giving him a bit more percentage points maybe. than me. Maybe it's it's uh, something with the fans who are fans of anime or maybe more into it that way. Maybe they're a younger audience, and the the fun of dressing up and going out appeals to them more than the thirty-something-year-old. Yeah, in, in, in the lobby of that uh, convention, there was a, a, a large gathering uh, of friggin' 
anime fans that were sitting around there jumping around like the freaking caves of Zion doing some kind of dance routine. That's what I, yeah, that was lost on me. It was quite the visual. And was it impromptu? That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Well, they had say. music playing, though. Like, it's like, I think someone actually brought a, a friggin' iPod player or a ghetto blaster, if they even have those anymore. But, like, there was music involved, and they broke out into this coordinated dance move. It was literally anime line dancing. I was, yeah, I was going to say, it's line dancing for nerds. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's true. I mean... The, I like to think myself of a you know a, a pretty well-schooled geek, but I don't think I could probably have placed about 50% of the costumes that I saw today. There was a lot of puffy shirts and shit like that, a lot of androgynous-looking you know, you know, stuff. Big, a, a big thing that I noticed were a lot of people dressed in, um, what am I thinking, like 1600 pants? No, but the, the classic outfits from, like, it looked like England circa... Yeah, I was, was going to mention or, that. Like, the new evolution of cosplay now is that now they're basically... It's, it's the steampunk. Uh, yeah. Steampunk era. But basically, these are basically kind of, like, dudes and, and gals dressing up in this kind of, like, pseudo... Uh, fictional, scientific, backwards technology. I don't even know how to freaking explain it. But, but what is it? Is like, okay, let's maybe for people who don't understand, like myself, steampunk, the whole idea behind it, is this like industrial revolutional times? Uh, I think it's Victorian, Victorian pseudoscience influenced by modern day science, I think. Yeah, it's as if like uh, some uh, technology got introduced earlier. And it's in, I, to Christian's point, uh, that Victorian time. Almost like that, like Wild Wild West type of... Wild Wild West is a bastardized version of steampunk. You're totally correct. But th you're right, there was a lot of that. In fact, we actually bumped into a guy who there, mentioned that there was a almost a community of them that had actually yeah, met up a, there. Yeah, he had a club. And we, we videoed this, and he had his the steampunk club that it's free to join and everyone just dresses up. And, and you joined it, didn't you? I, I joined it. Right now I'm dressed in uh, an Abe Lincoln hat and uh, a frilly shirt. No pants, though. Just that. <laughs> I like the, the beard. The beard is a nice touch yes. as well. Lovely. <laughs> no, but it's like these the steampunk people, because they're not referencing uh, any particular person. They're actually... The neat thing about it is that they're actually creating their own original characters like they, they themselves are the character yeah and you got to admire that that I mean that is pretty cool but to your point earlier point this is something that's way past us like we're like we're not I if I was ever gonna dress up my brain would always fall right to well I'm going as Star Wars or I'm going as fucking Aquaman. Like, you know, that, that's, I, I would think that's where I would net out. I and mean, nobody they, likes Aquaman, so... Not one Aquaman was there, sadly. <laughs> no. I did think... I think I saw a fish person. That so, was about, you know, and, and not to stay on cosplay too long, women are the biggest uh, perpetrators of dressing up. In, oh, yeah. And costumes. Except for that one dude who's dressed up like Catwoman. That I didn't get. But, yeah, there was a guy in full-on... Uh, S&M looking Michelle Pfeiffer era Catwoman yeah. and it, it was a rather disturbing disturbing visual let's I, be honest I think the one thing this, this convention has taught me about cosplay is that uh, you put uh, a, you know a multicolored wing on a girl and she will be more than happy to show her cleavage to about 3,000 okay. people can we talk about con boobs con boobs please I have to say something although there's a lot of stink that I've talked about that goes with these conventions. There are 
so many boobs at these things, and I'm you know at least two per woman, I think. And <laughs> the, you know the, the the funny part is is cleavage everywhere. Forget going to a car show or to uh, Playboy Mansion or whatever to, to see boobs. Go to a freaking comic book convention, and they are everywhere. Well, this is almost this chance. There's a segment of the female demo that doesn't really probably go and club it up, and they probably don't tramp it up in their day-to-day life. So this is their one day or maybe two or three days of the year to go, I'm showing off what uh, mommy and daddy gave me. Like, you know, because there is a lot of low-cut shit, and it's not just from the hired models, and I'm using air quotes there. No, and there. Then, you know, there wasn't very many of those, but I couldn't, I, I was surprised. There were actually more attractive women, or maybe it's just because they were dressed up short enough cleavage, than you would expect. You're also very desperate. I am, I am actually <laughs> trying to sleep with the table right now. So, Christian, what would you say for, because this was your first day at the show, what would you say was your favorite piece of cosplay that you saw before we move on to something yeah, else? we did this yesterday. My favorite piece of cosplay. Uh, I don't know. Nothing really stands out in my mind. What, uh, the guy with the wings? The guy with the wings. That was pretty crazy. I had no idea. I, I, I interviewed this guy with wings, and I still don't know what the hell he was dressed well, up Well, I mean, the, if I can remember correctly, this, to, any, to, the, to listeners, if maybe you can uh, place this, he claimed he was Dark Angel from the DNA agents. I think that was the actual isn't quote. D- isn't DNA agents a comic book? I, I thought so. Obviously I, might... obviously, I haven't read it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it, you know, to articulate this, this is going to be, we captured some video of it, but uh, the, he had fully functioning wings. He, that... flew, he actually flew into the convention center. Yeah. While I was interviewing him, he actually hovered a little bit. It was quite yeah, incredible. <laughs> I think my favorite piece of cosplay, uh, there was a larger woman there who was dressed up as Star Sapphire, and uh, she, she she was basically, I don't know, it was, I guess that was my favorite. Oh, <laughs> that was your favorite? She had tattoos on the back of her legs. With skull and crossbones on yeah. nice. It was, she was, I, although uh, the costume I can appreciate, and you know what, I have to give her credit that, you know, walking around and doing whatever, showing off her goods and That's not what worrying I mean. about it, like, you know, all the power to her, but I wish I was blind at that moment, uh, at least for a few <laughs> minutes. There was there was a good Sue Storm, and there was a, actually, probably the best one I saw as far as superhero goes was uh, probably the Cyclops. That was a pretty good one. Well, I didn't see the one. I saw Sue Storm, and it was a damn, damn good costume. Yes. And there was actually a good... Uh, Princess Amidala. Oh, from, yeah. Uh, from yeah, she was she, it was her from uh, the Attack of the Clones era uh, final battle scene within oh. the uh, within the Colosseum, Galavin. But uh, she actually looked pretty damn good, and I don't think this was like a hired plant. Like she, no. it was it was a pretty good uh, little costume on the uh, little uh, vixen. Burbat, the vixen. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, I, some really good cosplay again on uh, day two. So why don't we, you know, we went down to the, uh, I think as Christian, how did, what did you quote the, the celebrity sightings area? It was like a big uh, celebrity uh, freaking supermarket for crying out loud. And if you're staying there looking for autographs, you'd like, oh man, look at the lineup for Adam West. That's freaking huge. Wait, wait, wait. Freaking uh, Michael Dorn's got no one standing there. Go over there, go over there. You, yeah. know? you know what amazes me with this is like, okay, you know, some of the celebrities that are there, and we talked about this on the podcast yesterday, some of them are 
pretty big stars. I mean, and I'm using that loosely, but you have like Summer Glau from Firefly. You've got, uh, you know, James Marsters, whatever. But then I look over and there's these corners that have Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew is the dude that was under the Chewbacca fucking outfit, okay? You wouldn't be able to pick him out of a crowd. Yes. Peter Mayhew and Michael Dorn from, uh, that was Worf from Star Trek The Next Generation. These guys have been on this goddamn con circuit for fucking years. Like, let's be honest. Star Trek The Next Generation is 15, 20 years old now, if I'm, if I'm really probably wow. yeah. we were in high school when you were watching that shit yeah, that's true and we know all know how old fucking star wars is these guys have been doing these cons coast to coast all the time who the fuck needs an autograph from these guys at this point haven't they saturated the audience at this point i mean we talked to michael doran and i was really surprised when he said that he'd only been to canada or toronto at least three times I mean, there's got to be like, there have been Star Trek conventions at the airport and things like that. You've only been to Toronto three times. That was surprising because in the States, there was like Star Trek friggin' cruises and friggin' Trektron, whatever, all over the place. Yeah, that's what I think. I looked around at this crowd and I'm like, the majority of these people here, shouldn't you have a fucking photo of Peter Mayhew at this fucking point? Like, I've been to, a, I've maybe been to nine or ten conventions. Peter Mayhew's been at every goddamn one. Like, you know what? Like, Who's getting in these lines for this, these motherfuckers? The one thing that I noticed there that you had mentioned, DJ, was all the horror shit. That, like the movies, the horror costumes, the horror whatever. I'm Maybe it's just I'm not a big fan of that stuff, but maybe I, I've never seen it so much before. At these. It's pretty prevalent at the Fan Expo, that's true. Like any of the shows... Any of the shows that I've ever been to doesn't have quite the... Uh, the horror presence, presence. Yeah. you know, because there's a lot of it at Fan Expo, because, I mean, it's comic, sci-fi, and then this horror, right? I mean, Rue Morgue is there, and then there's some of these other, I don't even know what they are, dealers of just, like, horror works, and cutty-cutty, slicey-bloody-bloody, and stuff like that. Yeah, because there's a few that we walk by, and I'm like, there's these, there was an actual mask of, like, someone, a melted face. I don't I bought, know. I bought that. I bought that. You're, can you take it, goes it off? On your, it goes on your Right wall. now. It's hard to look at you. I'm so uh, looking forward to next Halloween when I can go out as Mr. Melty. <laughs> is that a mask or is that like a wall mount thing? I don't know, but it was just like, like those things where I'm, it was art for your room. Was it really? Because I, I, you, know, you saw it then too. Yeah. It was, it's just a, some really super gory and there is sort of like this horror community, right? Like they're there are, I guess it's related. No, we but don't I, touch on horror. Mostly because we're all pussies. complete pussies when it comes to that shit. But do you know what I mean? Like there's like it's like a leather clad studs and they look like a biker gang. The like the the horror crowd. With the the knives look. in their face. Yeah. <laughs> knives in their face. Is that it? Okay, yeah. But then there's like the horror crowd, and then it was like the vampire freaking people that we talked to for crying out loud that put like blood on my neck. Okay, is anyone else about ready for the end of this vampire fad? Because it's like, is it yeah. a fad though? I mean, it's like pretty popular, popular right now. But it comes comes and goes, right? Like when Interview with the Vampire came out, there was a bit of a vampire fad then again, and then. What's after that? Does that bring us up to today? No, or but you know what? In the vampire seems to exactly kind of full tilt right now. Twilight, True Blood, B. No, and then you've yeah. got then you got this to a lesser extent. 
to a lesser extent, there's that Vampire Diaries, and there's so many like books, and it's it's, it's, it's it, you know what it's it is? It's comic it's books, the kids and the teens into it, and this is this is where things blow up, like Justin Bieber, like things like that, where you go, yeah, vampires have always been popular in books and things like that, and then all of a sudden, you get your teeny boppers and your tweens. Uh, uh, pay attention to it, and these things explode. It becomes it comes well, ma- uh, mainstream. mainstream. Well, th- there's got to be a freaking business part for crying out loud. Because I mean, there was a what was the name of that freaking that woman I was talking to who made her own vampire jewelry? Ch- Chicky Von cuts a lot. Vampirewear.com or whatever. Yeah, they have those necklaces that have a little vial that you can fill with blood. Yes, right. Or and then she also had a jewelry made with. Human skeletons, which she made sure to tell me that they were from medical skeletons. Yeah, but know? she was also missing an arm. <laughs> That's right. And what was that big dirty shovel doing behind her table? <laughs> you know, I mean, I love me some True Blood. I mean, I'm all into that show now. But I just think that it's so, as you mentioned, uh, Andrew, mainstream now. Twilight is the major reason for that. But it just... A lot of vampire shit at Fan Expo. Not surprised whatsoever. But the horror shit I could do without. Yeah. You know, this Fan Expo was... was, I don't know. It was different for me this time. Because this this is the first con that I've, I've actually... First of all, going as press, blah, blah, blah. But I, I wasn't going there looking for comics. We were kind of going in there trying to create free entertainment for the internet. You know what I mean? I didn't really... It was, it was, just, it was a bit nerve-wracking, you know I mean? Because I wasn't going in there looking for the best deal on trades, which I have no idea where the best deal on trades were in that comic convention, which for me personally is kind of like heresy. It was more like just kind of going around going like, all right, where can we find something interesting for other people to look at or listen to? For us to, to film. Yeah, it was just weird. Well, you know, it's true, though, because you're almost, you're covering it versus reporting, I mean, experiencing it, I think is the word. Like, you know, I we didn't get down uh, on our hands and knees and rifle through Vince. Like, you know, uh, you know, you're as opposed to going, I mean, I didn't buy anything. I was there, I spent two days there, didn't fucking buy a thing. It was definitely, it was definitely more of a, like, stressful, less relaxed situation. Although, in a crowd like that, it tends to be a little more stressful, but... I don't think I looked for anything to purchase at once. No. You know what's interesting, though? The one benefit to what happened, or at least maybe major difference that we also did compared to any time we've ever gone to conventions is we probably talked to more people than we ever used to. Because I got we slapped w- a lot. You, yes. And there's a restraining <laughs> order, in fact, against yeah, you now. Yeah, the guy with the wings. But it's interesting because we would go to these cons, like uh, especially in Chicago, and we're doing it for ourselves. Yeah, essentially the deal was we basically walk into the con, and then we basically look at each other and say, see you in three hours, and then spread out, and we're gone, you know, doing our thing, and then report back to find out, you know, let, I found this over there and that over there and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because I mean, I, I would literally go solo for a long time at the conventions, and I, you know, to your point, you'd come back with three t-shirts, 15 trades, all that stuff. This one, we, we were actually on the floor, and I'm like, we actually had a, a very different experience in the sense that we were speaking to other people and, you know, maybe paying attention to the more obscure shit because we were like, could that be let's funny? Try to find, yeah, let's try to find something. Uh, another thing uh, that I, well, I only found interesting, I guess, well, I'm, I'm talking about it, so I must find it interesting, 
uh, was that I, I finally got to see that friggin' uh, Xbox Kinetic shit. So what'd you think of that? Well, you know what it is? It, I looked at yeah. it because I watched you jerks friggin' jump through hoops or whatever and join anything. What is this? This is basically Xbox's answer to, like, to do, hey, this is an attachment that makes your Xbox a Wii. That's basically what it is. Well, it's a little more free roaming than the Wii, and it's kind of interesting, but... Why do they have to make the graphics exactly like the Wii? That's what I was a little surprised at. I knew that they, the camera technology is actually, your whole body is the joystick now, right? Like there was something that was hey, kind hey, of... Hey, hey, oh, hey, 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 my, well, my, my, there are certain parts of me that have always been a joystick. <laughs> but, uh, the, but the thing that was neat, where Andrew and I uh, did, we were doing like a, a running... Hurdles. Hurdles, like a, a running race with hurdles. And you could eat actually, before the race started, I could stretch or Andrew yeah. could stretch and your character would mimic that. That was kind of cool. That's cool. That's pretty cool. But you're right. I was surprised at how similar the look of the graphics were we. Yeah. You know, it was almost like that Fisher-Price looking yeah. characters. So I, yeah. Maybe slightly better, but I mean, with the power that the Xbox has and how you know that it's such a graphics-driven uh, console, this looks poopy. I think it just solidified the fact for me that I don't want to be any part of that freaking jumping up and down like a jackass business. You know what I mean? Because it's like exercise. But yeah, but I, mean, I can do that pretty well on my own for crying out loud. Even, it even looked like the freaking Xbox when one of the Xbox guys, one of the staff that was doing it, he was of a hard time making it, making his freaking yeah Fisher Price do do shit that he wanted to do. You know? Well, the, the the only thing, the only benefit I see to that, and you guys, Mike, with a child on the way, and you with two, is. There's a good way to tire out your children. Is this aimed, like, do you think this revolution, obviously it's like, sometimes it's technology just leading innovation, right? Yeah. Because they can do it, hey, it we should... It doesn't make, mean it's, it's great or worthwhile. But it just it, do you think this is targeted more for exactly what you just said? Is it to get kids... To go to sleep quicker. To go to sleep quicker. <laughs> so there's more activity. So yeah, because... We, it's like we're at the point kids are gonna play games we can't stop that you know might as well let them have exercise while they do it because is it I'm all for that is it geared really to the 30 year old 30 plus crowd not at all like when you do wee bowling you find a way to sit in a chair and bowl rather than do it and there's ways to do it you you find cheats where kids fuck this is the most fun they can have like my nephew does the wee boxing he runs around like in circles for hours, and then he punches me. No, but the, the, the point is, it's like they tires them out or winds them up like crazy. Yeah, it's one of those things where I mean, if it, if do you think gaming is going to move to this a hundred percent, or will there always oh, be? Oh God, no. Do you think I almost equate this to friggin' the 3D in the theaters? Do you think eventually that every single movie that's going to come out is going to be 3D? Potentially. Yes. Oh, God, I hope not. I don't, that, that can never happen. That so you, never happen. you think you will never see the death of the, what do I call it, the handheld joystick-like I, device? I think that's going to be a long, long way off, and they'd have to do something way more impressive than this. That is, does, because I'll tell you, part of my fun is relaxing on the couch and playing video games. Like I don't want to be jumping there. over my I don't need to be, yeah, table. I, I just got home from the gym. I just... I just worked out. I don't need to work out again for fun. And jump over your fucking coffee table. No, this is the, the point is, is I want to sit. Even sometimes sitting there holding the console is too much work yeah, for me. But what if, if I get come home and I want to play Tetris, does that mean I have to do cartwheels in my goddamn living room to freaking get the square fit with the other square? I know, you're going to say. That I'd like to see, actually. 
But uh, you know, so does PlayStation have a something similar coming out to the Wii and now the yes, Kinetic? Yes, PlayStation Move. Move? Yeah, it's like a little friggin'. Uh, what? Is, it's a game that you move your friends into their apartment. And then they move you... It's a little joystick thing. It's got a little uh, uh, light bulb on top, and you just swing it around. And So is, this, is it more like the uh, the Wii versus that yes, sort of yes, camera you're, technology? Yeah, yes, you're right. Yes. Thing. So, I mean, I guess, I, am I surprised that all of the major uh, hardware systems have to have that? No. no Wii is such a, a huge phenomenon that everyone needs to make their money from it, and the technology is becoming available. That's really what drives all this stuff. I just, yeah, I... To me, I think it's sort of, I still feels novelty to me, and I think it's uh, it really accentuates uh, social gaming, but I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know if I need to have me and my fucking crazy uncle having running races in our That's, living room. Oh, my God. That's right. I don't know. Unless you have those, like, friggin' uh, heart attack paddles nearby. Oh, Clear! Yeah. Actually, Clear. The, Wii, the new Wii attachment is cardiac paddles. <laughs> All right, guys. So I think that's going to wrap us up for Fan Expo Day 2 coverage. Uh, good times. We want to thank Rogers and Fan Expo for letting us have some press passes. That was pretty dandy. And we also want to just say a quick hello to Cheryl and Mikhail, two of uh, a couple of fans that we bumped into totally, at the show. Totally made our day. That Yeah, that really made our day. And if you get a chance, go to our website and email us that photo. So, guys, uh, for Christian and Andrew, this is Michael DiGiovanni signing off. The Atomic Geeks, out. You've just listened to another episode of The Atomic Geeks. Visit us at theatomicgeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom. Title track by Don't Look Down. 